Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. What we are going to talk about today is how, last, last week we talked about how to live your, live out your life's vision. So what we want to talk about today is how do you recognize your gift? So if you're taking notes, we want you to write that down, how to recognize your gift. And when we talk about your gifting, it answers the question of what can I do? What can I do? And so the first thing that we want to do is we want to uh, take you to uh, a passage in Matthew 20. And we want to read uh, we want to read this to you. Matthew 20 uh, verses 20 through 28. So we'll read that quickly. And here it is. It says, then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of Jesus. And to him we're talking about a Jesus. And he said to her, what do you want? She said unto him, grant that my two sons may sit, uh, the one on the right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. So, so the mother, we want you to see already that the mother desired, and I believe that this is the heart for every parent for their children, the mother desired for their children to be great. The mother um, desired for their children to experience uh, greatness. But he says this, Jesus answered, verse 22, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of? Mm -hmm. And to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, they said unto him, we're able. And he said unto him, you shall indeed drink of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared for my father. So here's, here's what we want you to lay out. So the mother desired for James and John to be great. And that is a desire of many parents that I want the ones that come from me mm-hmm. to be great. Now, Jesus is very interesting here that Jesus did not rebuke them for what they asked. He actually invited them and he essentially said, you can have it if you are willing to pay the price. So sometimes we can't pay the price because our vision is not strong enough, but then Jesus qualifies it by saying that, now where you will sit, whether it's on the right hand or on the left, that's in the Father's, Mm -hmm. that's out of my jurisdiction to decide, but here he's gonna drop down and tell us what is available for us so that we could achieve greatness. And and there's something else to add, in much in the way that Joy and Rodlin pulled their daughter aside and said, let's work on this, when she, first of all, she knew who to go to. Yes. She knew who to ask the question. And so sometimes we're not going to the right person or yes. we're not, or when we get there or when we're in the presence of the right people, we don't know which question to ask. Yes. The other thing that's powerful yes. about the scripture is that 
she was going in the spirit of intercession. Yes. She was going on behalf of her sons. And this is something that we have like to remember. That. Like we are able to go not just for ourselves, but on behalf of mm. others. And she got an answer. Yes, she did. She got, she got an answer. And when we, when we drop down to verse 24, it says, when the 10 heard it, they were angry. <laughs> so, so it's very interesting that some people will be angry. Mm -hmm. How dare you ask yeah, the master that type of question? So, but, but hear this, Jesus was not disturbed with what she asked. He says this, he says, but Jesus called them to him. So it's interesting that while the crowd, his disciples were, they thought they were undignified for asking that, he called them closer. Mm. So here, so I want you to hear this. So God is always trying to upgrade you. God looks at you and says, Janine, what's missing in your life? Uh, Joy, what's missing in your life? I want to give you an upgrade. It's like having an old phone. And you're like, dang, this phone doesn't work. I can't hear. Uh, my screen is cracked. And God looks at you just like that. And he says, I long to give my sons and my daughters an upgrade. So he calls them closer and then he's going to drop his seminar. Now watch the seminar that he drops. He says he called unto them and said, you know that the princes or the rulers of the Gentiles, they exercise dominion over them and they that are great exercise authority upon them. So the first thing he does is he says, listen, this is how the world defines greatness. They control you, they manipulate you, and they never really address, or they, I will say this, they mismanage your identity. Mm -hmm. They mismanage, that's what bad religion does. Yeah. It, it, it mismanages who you really are. And it's, it, it always tries to disqualify you from what God wants to openly give yeah. you. He says, I want to crown you. Yeah. I want to crown your year. I want to crown your life. But, but religion, and that's why Jesus was so against the Pharisees. He said, because you have taken away the key of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that my children are destroyed, Janine, for the lack of knowledge. And he said that he said it was the religious folks that took away the key that would have opened certain doors. And he said, y'all didn't even want to enter in yourself. You didn't even want to enter in yourself, but you've denied so many people by taking away that key. And then he drops this. He says, but it shall not be so among, among you. you. That's now good. watch his seminar. He says, but whoever, I want you to underline that, but whoever shall be great among you, let him be your servant. I want you to underline that. And whosoever shall be chief among you, let him be your servant, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and gave his life a ransom for many. I want you to, I want you to put that first slide uh, up on the screen. Jesus places greatness in the grasp of every human being. I want you to understand this deeply. So when he says this, Janine, he says that it's whoever. It's for Lauren, 
Yes. It's for Shalena. It's for Sylvia. It's for Jamal. It's for Bob Duckett. It's for Janine. It's for Josh. He says, whoever decides, whoever desires to be great. And so interestingly enough, Jesus does not rebuke your desire to be great. Never. I want you to understand that. He doesn't rebuke your desire to be great. In fact, he says it's normal. He's waiting on it. God, say that, say that He's again. Waiting He's on waiting for what? To be great. Why Men is he? rebuke your desire yes. to be great. Yes. Yes, he's waiting for the desire to emerge because he says, in fact, you're not normal if you have no desire to be great. You're not normal if you have no desire to become significant. But then he drops down and he gives us the next master key. The next master key is he says, well, what's the doorway to greatness? It is to serve. Now watch this. He's not talking about uh, servitude in a, in a sense where he uses a different word. The word he use, uses is the word we need to deploy ourselves. So he's saying that the one who will be great among you is the one who learns how to serve himself. Yes. How to deploy himself to the world. And, and in fact, he or she loves what, who they are so much that they in fact become a slave to what they're serving. So they're studying their gift. They're serving their gift. It is, in fact, if you go to the next slide, it is the master key to greatness. So this is where I want you to see. So he says, so greatness happens while you are serving your gift and because you are serving your gift to the world. When you find your gift and serve it to the world, you become great. So Jesus is saying that you don't, your, your greatness is not contingent upon how many people serve you. Your greatness is not contingent upon how many people uh, how many members you have. Your greatness is not contingent upon that, but your greatness is contingent upon you serving your gift to the world. In fact, the last point is, when you serve your gift to humanity, you become great, and what people will describe you as, you as Great. Janine, did you want to add anything to that? I do. And so there's another really powerful thing that understanding that you have a responsibility yes. to serve your gift. When, when, when God put this earth suit on you, right? And so we're really spirit beings, but hang out in the earth without a body, a yes. right? It would be illegal gave you this earth suit, you came through your mother's womb, you literally, and your responsibility is to serve that gift out. There's a wonderful example in the scriptures of this in Acts, David, King David, after, by the will of God, he fell asleep, was buried with 
the 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 thing that I want to pull out here, and I experienced this yes. personally. I, I I believe many do understand your gift. Your life. Yes. You you have the power, the capacity to extend your life in situations that come to take your life. Yes. At the time, 2014, had just put out a book. Things were going really great. And we were actually sitting in the office together, my husband and I, and we were about to do Hundreds of people had signed up for this webinar. We were excited. We were ready. We were sitting side by side in the office. All, you know, everything's on deck. We're pulling it up. And my phone rang. Mm -hmm. And I answered the phone. And it's the doctor. I had had some tests. But the doctor is calling within seconds of us going live. And I said, hello? Fast forward this story. The doctor gave me some bad news. The bad news was that I had a tumor in my pancreas, a rare tumor that is found in mm. fewer than five and five million people find it in a year, right? So this means mm. that most people just, they die. they die. And so I listened to the news. I'd lost my mother and my aunt to pancreatic cancer. And so this was tremendous news to get ever at all in any time, much less a few seconds before we're about to do this. But you know what I said to the doctor? I remember how I felt. I felt confident. Mm -hmm. I felt sure. I wasn't afraid. I said, I'm about to serve about yes. several hundred people and helping them to find out what their mission is so they can live it. Thank you for this information. I'll call you when I'm finished. Mm. You remember? I remember. My I husband remember. looked at me and said, what's going on? I said, nothing, we're fine, let's go. And we taught. Yep. For about two hours. For about two hours. And, and what I want to say to you, though, is it was a long journey from there to healing, yes. right? But I determined that my story was my story. My story was not my mom's story. Mm -hmm. My mom wasn't with us anymore. My story wasn't my aunt's story. My aunt wasn't with us anymore. But I knew that I had work to do. And that work was not going to stop because of this declaration from the doctor, which really, I believed came from hell. And so I said, I shall live and not die. I will be like King David yep. and I will serve myself to my generation. I don't know how I'm going to live through this or beat this, but I am. And because of the prayers of the righteous and because of my witness yeah. that I would live yeah. because I understood my gift. That's right. That's David right. didn't die until he had served it That's right. That's to right. his generation. That's it right. said, then he fell asleep. He fell asleep. So I knew that I would not fall asleep because my work was not done. And you have the same power through understanding your gift and decreeing and declaring that you will not die until you serve your generation. And, and, and Janine, the other thing that I want to add is that your energy is trapped in your gift. That's good. So the energy that you need to, she would, the, the gift was teaching, the gift was speaking, the gift was training. And so the energy to overcome the sickness, to fight through the reports of the doctors was in that gift. And so the more she expressed that gift, the more energy that she had Absolutely. to move forward. Yes. And people, I want you to go to the next slide. And so here's, here's the challenge that most of us have. We are failing 
to get our educate to align our education mm, around our gift. That's good. The Bible says that your gift will make room for you. In, in other words, your gift, there's always space for you. Woo. If you're using your gift, you might say, well, that field is too crowded. I'm not thinking about that. It's not crowded if you're using your gift. The Bible says that your gift makes room for you and brings you before great people. And so what we want you to understand is that the gift allows you to step out of your natural zone. Mm -hmm. The gift allows you to take you where your parents couldn't take you, to take you where your community couldn't take you. The gift, it will make room for you. And so we're telling folks, you have to get educated around your gift. Get a degree in your gifting. Yes. And if you get a degree in your gifting, you will be fine. Now here's the, one of the challenges. We operate in an educational system that, is, that comes from the Greeks. And it's elitism. It only, it only speaks to charismatic people. And so the Greeks set up a system that said, the few will control the many. And so when you look at westernized schooling, it pulls, these are charismatic kids. They're gonna be in a different section. Mm -hmm. These are uh, the kids that are going to be the leaders. We're gonna place them in this school. So it makes people live with the, with the understanding that they don't have something. Mm -hmm. And then you got folks that start to age and say, well, I'm too old to express my gift. Here's the thing, God never recalls what he gave you. And he doesn't work in time. And he doesn't, well, he's can you explain he's that? He's eternal. Can you explain that? He's eternal. And so if God doesn't work in time and you're a spirit and God is a spirit and we're made in his image and likeness, time is a moot issue. Yes. It's your understanding, your knowledge, and you're willing to apply what you know to take action, to but execute. But Janine, I'm too old for this. Yeah, but God is not worried. He, has, he knows the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. You're not too late. Wow. You may have been too stagnant. Yes, that's good. You may have been too afraid. Yes. But you're going. not too late. But you're not too late. So you mean that the gift is still inside of you? Absolutely, yes. Write this down in your notes. Your future is inside of you. God already packages you for success. Yes. It's kind of like you don't have to teach a fish to swim. He's gifted to swim. You don't have to teach a bird to fly and we are the crown of his creation. So everything that you need is packaged within. It's kind of like this, success for God is an inside job. Mm. It's an inside job. So if you want to be successful according to God's standards, you always have to turn within. And that's why you need the Holy Ghost. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. And that's why you have to make sure you're in the right environment. Yes. And so Can I want to yes, say, say this. I want to make sure everyone gets this. And so it's not really... So you need to take the pressure off yourself to like fulfill your destiny. Yes. That it's not your job, right? Mm. One of the things that happens is that we feel pressured to fulfill our purpose, uh, but we don't arbitrarily decide or create or fulfill or destroy our opportunity to fulfill our future. That's good. It's, it's not really what happens, but I'm going to please write this down, get this. It's your habits that mm. decide your future. Uh-oh. Your what? It's your habits. Your disciplines. Your disciplines mm. that decide your future, right? And so uh, when we talk about authority, we talk about keys, we talk about access, right? If you don't have the key to your house, it, you can't get in. Yes. And so one, the key is, is this, both your secret habits 
and your public habits decide your destiny. Mm, that's good. So it's what you do in public as well as what you do in private that describe your destiny. And so one of the things we will ask ourselves is where do I need to tighten up? Yes, yes. Where do I need to tighten up, right? When you go to the gym or you look at your body, you say, oh man, I really, I don't want this hanging under my arms. Yes. I need to do some bicep curls. Yes. I need to do some tricep dips. But when you look at your life, where do you need to tighten up? Do I need to watch less television? Mm -hmm. Do I need to take more vitamins? Yes. Do I need to walk more? Uh, what is it? Do I need to change my diet? Do I need to change my diet? Do I need to be more friendly to my neighbors? Yes. Do I need to be more kind to my children? Where do I need to tighten do I up? Need to read some things. Do I need to read some more? Do Those I need rituals. to um, do I need to uh, scroll less on social media? You like we all know what our things are where we need to tighten up. But I think when we don't understand that if we tighten those things up, if we are better in those areas, then those are the decisions that actually begin to discipline our future. Discipline mm. weighs ounces, yes, but regret, regret weighs tons. tons. Now, Janine, can you, can you also address this when I said success is often an inside job, even when you think about the gym, most trainers will tell you that you're losing or the fat is burning off of you inside first. Yeah, can well, you, can you give that example? Well, there are different types of fat. Yeah, and so a lot of times the fat that we're uh, that we don't like is is underneath yes. uh, our skin, and so when we're when we're working out working out our soul salvation, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> sweating in pain in the gym, working out our soul salvation, work, waking up earlier, yep. uh, praying more, fasting, all of those What's things, it? it begins to strip you Within. from the inside. And so you will begin to see what we call in uh, health and fitness, you will begin to see your body change uh, in a way that you will say, well, well, I still weigh the same, but I look better. Yes. Or I still, I, I weigh a little more, but my clothes fit differently. Yeah. So what's happening is that your body is recomposing, it's called recomposition. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in the spirit realm. Yes, you, your mind, be, be ye transformed, transformed by, by the renewing of your, your, mind. your mind. So it begins to change and then you, you begin to see and feel a difference. No, that's excellent. That's excellent. So let's 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 move let's move to this point right here. Your gift makes you attractive mm -hmm. in magnetic. Magnetic. It's very interesting that God he says seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. His government. So so it's very interesting that when God looks at this, he wants us to be governed. That's what the kingdom of God is about. You being properly governed by righteousness by peace, by joy produced by the Holy Spirit. But when you start to use your gift, your gift actually makes you attractive. So I, I put this picture up here of Tiger Woods. So imagine he's on the master's course. All of these people are chasing him around, chasing him around. They're yelling, Tiger! I mean, these people, they're people that, um, People that don't even know him are attracted to him. Did you see Tiger? Did you see Tiger? Did you, wait a minute, I'm running up to the 18th hole. I'm running up to the 18th hole. Your gift, when you start to use it, it will draw people to you. In fact, your gift attracts people. It attracts customers. It will attract fans. It will attract members, employees, contracts, and other opportunities. So when you look at your life, and you say, 
Why aren't people coming after me? Mm. Look at your gift. Look at the usage of your gift. I just experienced it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I did a speech and the person called me last night and she said, any amount, any amount. She said, how much? And then another person called, she said, I have to put a check in the mail for what you did. And it's going to be a lot. But she said, I love the gift. I love the stories you told. I love how you moved the crowd. I love how you motivated us. But it's your gift that makes you magnetic and attractive. Incidentally, God, as you are a witness for him, yeah. he doesn't want you to be unattractive. So he's saying, let me give my daughter some giftings. Let me give my son some giftings. So I know that they love me. I know that they worship me. I know that they uh, obey me, but I have to give them something else or manifest something else that makes them attractive in the space that will draw people and say, what was that? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that experience? People come up to you and say, dad, what was, where'd you get that from? Yeah, and our job is to remember that it's only yeah, Jesus. It's him. It's Jesus. It's him. Because that's when we can be salt and light. That's right. That's, that's when right. we can maintain our humility. That's a good point. Right? That doesn't mean to humiliate ourselves. Yeah, it it means mean to have that. a right understanding of who God has made us. It means that when people are attracted to us, they always get redirected to that's him. That's right. That's right. That is very good. Now watch this, and I want you to see yourself in this. See these uh, symbols that I'm going to put up, these logos that I'm gonna put up on the screen. I want you to see this. So you'll see uh, Netflix, you'll see Amazon, you'll see Temple, and you'll see Windows. Netflix, I'm gonna talk about Netflix first. He told his wife, the founder of Netflix, he told his wife, I have this brilliant idea he said, my gift is that I can really see where markets are going. His wife told him, you mean to tell me you're gonna actually get people to purchase streamed videos online? She said, it's the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. It'll never work. And he said, okay. <laughs> he released Netflix and it's now a billion dollar company. He wrote a book and his tagline is nobody knows anything. Said nobody knows anything. Jeff Bezos, or Jeff Bezos, the founder of uh, Amazon. He was working for Goldman Sachs. He tells a guy that he's working with, his mentor, he says, hey man, I, I had this idea. He was already making 300 plus grand for Goldman Sachs. He says, I wanna uh, sell books. I'm gonna start in my garage selling books online. The guy said, are you kidding me? You're gonna leave Goldman Sachs? He said, dude, you're already set up. Why would you do this? He said, my gifting is around my love for the word and my, my, my love for books. He said, I, I wanna do it. And he said, I'm gonna found my company. Amazon today is a trillion dollar company. Temple University, started by a Baptist minister by the name of Russell Conwell. That's why you'll see on Broad Street, uh, the Baptist, uh, it, it's, the, it's a Baptist church, right in the smack dead in the middle of Temple <laughs> University. So Russell Conwell goes around giving a speech called Acres of Diamonds. He says, your wealth is in your backyard, but you often don't recognize what you might be sitting on. He said, in fact, you are sitting on acres of diamonds. And the tragedy was that the man 
who, whose farm it was, he sold it, and the man, the man he, who bought it from him said, man, it's, 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 it's diamonds in here. Not only is it one diamond, but it's acres of diamonds. Russell Conwell, a Baptist minister, told that story over 6,000 times. People were throwing money at him the more he told that story, and then he founded Temple. And lastly, Bill Gates. He had a dream. He was looking out a window. <laughs> and he said, every computer is gonna have this operating system. In fact, he was working for IBM. See when, you, see, when you find your gift, you can, finding your gift, you can find your work while you're working a job. Absolutely. So there's a difference between your job and your work. He had a job at IBM, but he found his work, his work and his work opened the door to his gifting, Ooh. and that is the trillion dollar idea. So what do you need to be doing? Why aren't you in your garage cooking something up? figuring out what you need to do. And these are folks that aren't even believers. These are folks that don't even have the Spirit of God inside of them, but yet they still have His gifting. They don't even have the, the unction of the Holy Ghost to lead and to direct them, and we have it. We have Christ inside of us, the hope, to of, point, glory. The hope of glory, to point us in the right direction. So Janine, if you can talk about responsibility uh, for our gifting, how we have to become so responsible to use our gift, and then we'll show them how to identify it. So as Omar has shared, even when people, even, even people who would otherwise sometimes hate you or your group yes. of people, whether it's about age or race or mm -hmm. ethnicity, they will come for your gift. That's right. Right? They'll come for your gift. You see the Michael Jacksons, you see the, yes. the um, Michael Jordans, yep. the Beyonce. But, so this Oprah. is what's important though. We have to remember that they're coming, and we already touched on this, they're coming for your gift. It's not about you. Yes. And that's how we maintain um, our, our balance. That's how we stay focused on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we have, did we share that? Yes, we didn't share that one yet. The oh, one with okay. Earl Loomis and Miles Monroe, what they say about the gifting is very important. So Earl, Earl Loomis says, we deny our talents mm. and abilities because to acknowledge or confess them would commit us to use them. Wow, wow, so I deny it. I got so much going on, I really can't get to that yet, right? Whew, and that can be true. <laughs> yeah, but talk But about you have that. to make, you, you have to make, here's the thing. Yes. I'm a mom, mm -hmm. and moms, God bless you all. I have a 14, 16, and 18-year-old. And the demands are heavy. The demands are heavy, even whether they're young or whether they're older, right? I remember thinking, oh my God, I've been nursing children for six years straight. It, it was unbearable. How do I do anything else? <laughs> what, else what else can I do? But you, you can make, you have to make, in the same way that your gift makes room for you, yes. you have to be willing to make room for your gift. Yes, wow. And That's I believe the responsibility part. I, I believe that 
and I, I am really, and you'll speak to the men, but I feel this in my mm -hmm. belly, like physically right now. It can be so hard, women, to my sisters. I know, and this is even when you don't have children because, because of how we're made, because we're made to be adaptable, because we're made in a way that is serving and looking out for others and caregiving and, and all of that because of our nurturing nature, it doesn't even matter. You, you may have children, you may not. You may be taking care, care of others. Um, but we have to remember that mm -hmm. when our focus is first on God, and then I reordered my focus yes. as I, in my 20 years of marriage to realize that my next order of um, focus needed to be me. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's and the then it needed to be my husband, and then it needed to be my children mm -hmm. and my family and friends and all, everything else follows. But in that part about me is my devotion to God, you know, making sure my disciplines are in order and studying my craft. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. Because when my children look at me, I need, I need to be an example of how to work out your soul salvation through yes. your gifting. Yes. And so yes. if I'm only always focused on them, then they're missing a piece of That's what right. I was built That's to good. show them. That's good. My husband would be missing a piece if I don't commit to, to, to acknowledge and uh, build upon my gift. He would be missing something that I am even supposed to offer him. Yeah, yeah. And so the, it's like when you make a whole puzzle. My mom, my yeah, mom used yeah. to have us doing puzzles all the time. We have all over big 500 pieces. And, and if you ever made a puzzle and just couldn't find a piece. Yeah. It's, it's maddening. But when, you are, but when you are using your gifting, it makes me that much more attracted well, to you. And it elevates everybody. Yes. And so, yes, when I'm using my gifting, you would be attracted because... Okay, who's that? I'm seeking... <laughs> you're making me get unfocused. I do. <laughs> I'm seeking the kingdom, right? Yes. And then what will happen? Yes. All, All these things will, will be, be added. added. To you. And that word added means magnet. It will even attract me. It will attract you, and, and uh, my, my family teases me because when I go out, little children just come up to me. It's the craziest thing ever. Kids I don't know just come up to me and like touch me or want me to hold them. And, and it, it is, is a part of my gift. It's been a part of my gift since I was uh, not even, bef even before I was a teenager. And so people will literally be attracted to you. Be yes. Why? Here's, here's the thing. Yes. This is why. Yes. Because inside your gifting are solutions for mankind. That's good. That's good. That's very good. That's what they're really That's, reaching yeah, for. Yeah. They're re they're, they look, they're reaching for the answer. It's an answer. They're reaching for a solution. Yeah. And that's inside of you. Yeah. Someone is literally waiting for you. That's good, Dean. They're waiting for you. Yeah. They're waiting for Hans. Yeah. They're waiting for Mel. There's a sound. Yeah. There's, a, there's a rhythm to your work. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's yeah. a way in yeah. which you engage people. There's a way that you love on people. They're, they're literally waiting for you. There's when 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 I use my gift, yes. it unlocks something in you. Yeah. When you use your gift, it unlocks something in other people. That's why the scripture says that all joints supply. Yes, yes, that's right. And your gift is never just for you. It's never just you for have us. to you have to make this commitment, as Janine said, before you die, I want to give everything away. 
I gotta give yeah. every empty gift. yourself. I wanna die empty. Empty. I don't. I, I. I. We often joke a lot that when we when 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 they have our funeral, we want it to be a rock concert. Absolutely. Because we want people to say they gave everything. They left everything on the earth. So don't be sad. Don't be sad. Jesus said, "I finished." I'm not finished. I'm not finished, but I finished the work. Wow. And the finishing of the work that's good, is what made all of us empowered to begin again. Wow. And so it's perpetual, it's everlasting, it's eternal. Wow. He wasn't finished because he's eternal. eternal. But he because he finished his work. That's right. That's right. Generations that's right. will be that's saved. Right. That's right. So, so let me let me let me quickly. There's a slide I have called "What Made Famous Amos Famous." I want to show you this very quickly. You you all have famous Amos cookies, but I want you to. Show, Hans is eating some right now. So watch this. So no, what he, made famous Amos he's famous? He's healthy. He's not. Famous eating. Amos said, "What can I share? Yeah. What can I yeah. share? How can I say thanks? How can I say thank you?" He said, "I don't have any money." He said, "I got these cookie recipes." So he started making cookies as thank yous. Now, people were tearing those cookies up so much that somebody said, hey, dude, I'll give you a million dollars for the recipe. I'll give you a million dollars for the recipe. All because he started sharing his gift. Now, here's the thing that I want you to understand. Just start sharing. I, from the funeral yesterday, I was talking about a woman who lived across the street from us named Mrs. Charlotte. She loves words. Mrs. Charlotte worked at Wyoming Branch Library. And she used to just bring books to us and said, you need to read these. And I said, Miss Charlotte, I read those books. <laughs> You're looking at the manifestation of the person that read those books. So here's what I want to show you. Learn to assign your gift. Now, here is the master formula. You always must start with volunteering. Volunteering leads to experience experience leads to skill and mastery and mastery turns into value Excellent. and people Excellent. always do what janine they pay when they for value. what they value they pay for what they value they come see for what they value that's what we but it starts with i'm a volunteer because here's the deal Nobody turns down volunteers. No. Think about some of the greatest singers. All of them started volunteering in church. Aretha, Whitney, all of them. They were doing it in church and they got an opportunity to figure out how to platform work, to figure out how to mic work, to figure out how to exercise their voice, to figure out how to correct the mistakes. And so when they got to Hollywood, there was no room for making mistakes. There was no room, but they learned all of that at the church. So that's why the, 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 the gift of the church is the church gives you an opportunity to share your stuff. So if you are ever a good church, a good church mm -hmm. gives you the space to volunteer your gift. Because yeah. when you get in the marketplace, yeah. the marketplace will pay you. Woo. The marketplace will value you. And you say, well, where'd you learn that? I learned that in church. <laughs> where'd you learn that on the usher team? Yes, where'd yes. you learn that? I was Choir with the practice. deacon board. Where'd you learn that? Choir practice. Where'd you <laughs> learn that? Working back there with that soundboard. Amen. So don't deny Ever. volunteering because it gives you your stuff. Remember when we were, remember we were doing stuff for free? We were just like, dang, all right, we just got, we just got to do it. We just got, <laughs> we were like, we were young. 
uh, naive in our early 20s. We're like, we're, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. And we just <laughs> did it. And one lady said, you need to put that on some, on, you need to have a little note. She said, you need to have a little packet that you give out when you're speaking so we can follow you. And then the packet turned into three other packets. And then Janine being a woman, because you give uh, a woman a house, she turns it into a home. You give her seeds, she gives you children. So she <laughs> always multiplies what you give her. So she took the packets and produced a book. And so that's how you got a book. So she's going to take all this about crowning your year with goodness and she's going to put it into a book because the woman always multiplies seed. So what I'm saying to you is that when you start volunteering, you have the space to do your stuff. Now, what you do for free? What you do for free, you will eventually get a fee. And people will start asking you, how much? When can you come? I don't care what it is. I and here's the beauty of it. You get to always give back to where it started, yes, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. so because yeah, 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 God will yeah, yeah. bless you good, as yeah. others are attracted to you, that's you good. don't have to ever charge your church. <laughs> I mean, we would never charge nope. our church. Right. Yep. That's not our decision. I know p people are doing a lot of other things out here and that's not for me to judge. But how I feel is if God is is manifesting all of this in you and allowing you to to sow and to give and to bless yes. and to be blessed. Yes. And then he allows you in the marketplace to not only be a witness, but to get paid then why not keep giving to where you began? Right. Why not keep giving right. to where it That's all right. started for you? That's right, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous- It's cyclical. It's a, yeah, it's, it's cyclical. And so here, here's, here's, I wanna give you this quote from Jim Rohn, one of our mentors. Find something that is easy to do yeah, and work good. hard at That's it. good, say that again. Find something that is easy to do and work hard at it. Speaking comes easy for me, but I work hard at it. Mm -hmm. Teaching comes easy for me, but I work hard at it. So your thing, your gifting might be fashion design. Your gifting might be videography. Your gifting might be uh, drawing. Whatever that is, find something that is easy to do and work very yeah. hard at it. You see those people that, oh, I have a dog walking business. They say, I'm, I'm making $50,000 a month walking dogs. And so a lot of times we deny it because it's so simple. That's how the gifting works. So uh, that's too easy to get something for. Mm -hmm. That's how the gifting is. It comes natural to you, so natural that you would deny it. That you, this can't be real. I can't be, I'm loving this too much for this to be real. Why? You, you, you've learned not to love it because of our educational systems have made you grind so hard for stuff that you hated and then you come out of there and like, why did I study that anyway? Because my dad made me do it, my mom made me do it, I was trying to live out somebody else's script. And then you have a midlife crisis because all your life you were trying to impress somebody else and denied who you really were. I, yeah, I digress. Good. Let that's me give good. you this. So go ahead, Nia, you want to add No, something? I mean, you have to work at it, right? Because this is what separates those who are uh, engaging their gift as if it's a hobby yes. versus those who are a engaging calling. their gift as if it's a calling or a craft. Yes, that's good. And so when we engage our calling as a craft, yes. that's when we are able, equipped yes. to demonstrate it in the excellency of that's Christ. That's good. That's good. That's good. So we we not this is not just some some uh, uh, something that we doing on the side. This is something you said. This is me. Yeah, and this. New Covenant is a great example yes, of that, if yes, I may say. Absolutely. People always mention the excellency. 
with which people, which with ministry goes forth, how they feel when they're greeted when they come into yes. uh, this body, and so this is a is a place that really, really yes. does demonstrate and and um, nurture um, and put forth uh, ministry and excellence. Excellent, excellent. So we're gonna tell. This is how you find your gift. The first thing that you need to do is that you need to take a spiritual yes. gift test. Take the test you need to, today. It's right today, here. Today, today, today. I'll take it. Don't take it now, but take it today. <laughs> take it today. So, so you have to you have to force yourself into immediate accountability. Take a spiritual gifts test. I'm, now, after you take the spiritual gifts test, you need to read this book. Now discover your strengths, or it's called Strengths Finders 2.0. They give you a test. Don't get it used, but buy it new, and they're going to give you about 34, uh, 34 qualifiers yeah. of who you really are: yeah. maximizer, learner, communicator, responsible, uh, uh, responsible connector. They're going to give you all of that. So when you go on an interview, you don't say, "I'm just a people person." What does that mean? I'm a maximizer. I want to work with these types of people. I'm a learner or I'm an input person. So we're always giving people information. I'm a, a, a trainer. So it's going to give you information. And then finally, you need to figure out, go to the, this one, you need to figure out what your dominant intelligence is. Now, the researchers are saying, we're still figuring out how intelligence works. Yeah. Now watch this, Oprah's dominant intelligence was wor is words. She got fired for being too sensitive when she was working as a newscaster. They said, we're firing you, you're done. But somebody said, I have an idea. Then they put her on a couch and they said, can you talk from this couch? She talked from the couch for 30 years and it made her a billion dollars, all because she was using her gift. Nobody cared about what school she went to. Nobody cared that uh, at 14 years old, she had all this uh, crisis in her life, but all they cared about was her using that gift. Even the woman who developed the, the Harry Potter books. Yeah. At six years old, she was sitting on her little sister. And why am I using these examples? I'm using these examples because no matter who you are, God never recalls your gift. Even if you don't serve him, he puts the gift in you. And so that's why he wants, that's why he wants to save you because he wants to redirect your gifting that he put in you before you were in your mother's womb. Amen. So Michael Jordan, he's wait, a- Wait, 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 yes. why was she sitting on her little sister? She was telling her little <laughs> sister stories. She said, you will not get up until you hear all of my stories. She's the richest woman in Britain all because she used her gift. She never went to a seminar about how to become wealthy. She never, she was a poor waitress when she first uh, hit her, her, her book became a best-selling book. She was a waitress. And she, her book was denied by over 500 companies yeah. who didn't want to publish it. He said, this is trash. But that's why you have to keep going. You have to keep yeah moving and so I want to give love to those people that are kinesthetic people these people use their body they uh, you look at Tiger Woods you look at Michael Jordan you look at our son they're kinesthetically gifted they and you have people that love nature they need to be outside they need to be doing safaris and our school tells them they have ADHD yes no they need to be outside they need to be on nature walks they need to be running they need to be playing not drugged up but we don't understand their dominant intelligence because the system is set up not to cater to your gifting. And when you find it, the whole world opens up. And we will end with this last person from the only woman in Kenya, the only woman in Kenya, Wangari Mata. She is the only African woman to win the Nobel Prize. She promoted environmental conservation She's a Pentecostal. She loves Jesus. She died a couple years ago. 
she planted over 51 million trees in Kenya. She planted over 51 million trees. She is the only African woman to ever win the Nobel Prize, all because she used her gifting. She loved God. She loved God. And then this is what her mother said to her. She said, when I was a little girl, you think this thing is not real? My mother gave me my own garden as a child. And she said, don't idle during the rains. Plant something. Plant something. Plant something. Mm. So I did. She planted 51 million trees in Kenya to save the country. Mm. I'm saying to you today, plant something. Make sure you, you die empty. And my final quote is, do what you can with what you have right now. Do what you can with what you have right now. And when you die, you will die empty and you will die having blessed the world. First Peter 4.10, as each of you has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Amen. God bless you. If anybody here today wants to say, wow, I've heard the grace of God and I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be saved. I want to be forgiven. I want to receive his grace so that everything that was already put in me before I was in my mother's womb can be redirected for my good and for God's glory. So if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ today, to be forgiven for everything that you've ever done, for everything that you will do, but to experience his righteousness, his peace, and so old things will pass away and you can become new through Christ. We welcome you to receive him into your heart. If that is you and you want to receive him into your heart, just say, I receive Christ into my heart. I declare him today as my Lord. I declare Christ as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. And if you believe that, you have become a son or a daughter of God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.